Welcome to episode number five of the HomeMusicStudio1.com podcast. My name is David Maxey, and today I want to talk to you about a very simple trick that you can use in order to fatten up your mixes. So don't go anywhere. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, Dave Maxey here with HomeMusicStudio1.com. Thank you again for joining me. And uh, you know, I hope that you are having a, a good time listening to these episodes. I hope that they've been very helpful to you. I'm doing, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really getting a lot of good feedback from you guys and I want to ask that you keep that coming in. And uh, in just a minute, I want to talk to you about a, a simple trick that you can use in order to fatten your mix. And uh, we'll, we'll get there. It's something that, that works in a lot of different applications. So we'll, we'll get to that in just a minute. But before we do, I want to tell you about something that I'm very excited about, something that I'm getting ready to, to unveil uh, in just a few short days on the blog. And uh, in just a few short days, September 6th, I'm getting ready to uh, launch an exclusive membership portion of the site. And, uh, you know, I, honestly, I've gotten so much great feedback. Uh, I had uh, many of you have been able to respond to the survey that I put out, nine simple questions about Home Music Studio One. I've got a lot of great information from you. Many of you have responded via Twitter, uh, through Facebook, through email, and through just responding to the, the comment section of the blog. And so a lot of great interaction. Thank you for that, by the way. And, you know, honestly, based upon all the the, the questions that I keep hearing that keep coming up and, and just the way I'm interacting with you guys, I've decided to, to launch a membership portion of the site that's about several different things. And I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this. Uh, you know what, if you, I'd love for you just to head back to the blog when you're done listening to this podcast homemusicstudio1.com. In my latest video entry, I talk a little bit more about this, but here's what it is. Uh, Backstage Access is going to be the name of this membership portion of the site. We're just going to begin to tack this onto what we already have. And uh, let me just give you a few things that it's about, and then we'll get into the rest of where we want to go today. Backstage Access, uh, it's about coaching. Okay, It's about coaching from me, as well as even peers that are kind of in the trenches doing some of the same things that that you're doing in home recording. uh, trying to get professional audio as much as possible, but do that with meeting a budget. It's about monthly technical reviews on your projects, being able to get those kind of technical reviews of what could you do better or how, how does it sound, where you know where can you improve, and maybe some ideas and direction for that. It's about monthly video tutorials that are only going to be available to those of you that have the backstage pass uh, and access to the, the membership portion of the site. It's uh, also about equipment reviews. You know, uh, you know, one one of us, you know, maybe we use a lot of gear, but collectively, we've had a lot of people have a lot of hands on a lot of different gear, and we can benefit from mutually uh, hearing from one another. So, backstage access is about that as well. It's about getting specific answers to very specific questions that you're answer or you're asking that are uh, really tailored exactly to your environment, to your gear, to your projects, to the things that you're working on. And I know I cover a lot of general stuff 
uh, on the blog and on the podcast. Uh, but you know what? It's about being able to get answers to very specific questions to help you uh, build greater projects, more pro-sounding projects while meeting your budget. It's also about getting discounts on some other things that are going to happen also in the month of September. Uh, I'm getting ready quickly, uh, just mention this, I'm getting ready to unveil some more training products. Uh, some, of, some of the first three training products uh, will be released hopefully here by the end of September. Uh, I've got a lot of input about uh, questions about compression and how to use it, questions about mixing and kind of the post-editing process, as well as uh, one that a little bit surprised me, a lot of questions about home studio mastering. Is there a way to master your own projects without having to dump 300 bucks on a, on a final project? Well, I'm putting together in, in the final touches on uh, on some training process, uh, some training projects that are, that are how-to training video uh, that as well as uh, allow some forum access as well and some direct access to me, that uh, those will be available as well. Well, those that have backstage access uh, are going to get discounts on those future training products uh, as well that are coming out. And then also, it's about being part of a growing online community of like-minded people that are doing the same thing just like you are doing. And so learning from one another, uh, sharing with one another, just having a good time online, uh, you know, hanging out and and, uh, being exposed to just different life together. Okay, so backstage access, be looking for that very quickly, going to begin to unveil the first portions of the new things on the site, backstage access coming up September 6th, which is just a few short days away. All right, that said, um, here we are. I want to talk about a simple trick that you can use in order to fatten up your mixes. And, uh, you know, have you ever listened to your mix and maybe compared it to an industry standard CD and there's just something missing? There's just kind of this larger than life factor that isn't there. And uh, as we get into this, let me point out one thing. There are really kind of three key areas when you're building your mix that you really need to pay close attention to. Uh, and you really need to know exactly what is in these three key areas, and uh, and you need to pay attention to what is around these three key areas. And those three areas are simply this, the center portion of your mix, the left portion of your mix, hard left, and the hard right portion of your mix. Uh, you know what? When you get when you get things in those areas, particularly the center, is more often than not the best spot for lead things as well as main rhythm things like lead things, as in lead vocals or lead electric guitar solos. Uh, you know, different lead type of instruments. Excuse me, as well as um, kick drum, snare drum, many time bass drum, the hardcore of the rhythm section. What sits right in the center of your mix? That kind of that portion that that hits you right between the eyes. That's a spot you really need to pay attention to. The other two aspects of your mix are the hard left and the hard right. And uh, you know the way we perceive sound without kind of explaining the whole thing. In order to get nice depth to our mixes, we need to understand how to utilize the aspect to the hard left, hard right, as well as the center and filling in between the zones in between there, in between the spots of the hard left up to the center point, knowing that that uh, what is driving our tracks needs to be right in the center and supported by everything else. And I want to give you one way that you can do that, because one thing to 
keep in mind is it can be very helpful to kind of clear out the center of that mix from things that are not lead, from things that are not trying to, to drive it, but things that are supporting that that kind of that mono field. And um, let me tell you what I've got sitting in front of me, and I'm going to give you a little demo here of what I'm going to talk about, because this is a very simple trick that you can use uh, to take something that has kind of a mono sound to it and to get it out of the center portion of that mix and to get a really wide, fat sound. See, the reality is, is when you listen to a, a finely tuned finished product, it's not really just a, a mastered product that had one kind of magic bullet applied. It's really a combination of a lot of little things that were done properly along the way. The mastering process does not fix errors uh, in general. It doesn't fix major uh, problems when it comes to a mix. It fine tunes what's already there. And so really, by the time a project is completely finished, ready to release, has that larger than life sound, it's got gotten there by having a lot of little things been done right, if that makes sense. So uh, what I want to talk to you about is, is a very simple way that you can take a track and, uh, and get that out of the center of the mix and get that nice and wide and nice and fat and begin to build other things around it. So here's what I got in front of me. I'm working out of Sonar X1 producer right now. Uh, if you're using another DAW or recording software, this is going to apply to you just as much as, as uh, Sonar right now. It really doesn't matter what you're using at the moment. Uh, and I've got um, two tracks here. I've got a, a single acoustic guitar that I just kind of cut. I cut this a few days ago, used it as a demo in another video. Just me uh, singing one lead vocal over top of one acoustic guitar. And uh, this acoustic guitar was recorded on a stereo track, but just with a single mic. And so not stereo mic'd at all. I just got a a mono sound to it. Uh, same with the lead vocal, both stereo tracks, but there's no panning. Uh, I've got a little compression right now on the acoustic just to tighten it up and done a little bit of EQing and the, then the same on the vocal, but there's no other effects outside of that. And so let me let you hear just a portion uh, of what I've got here. And then I'll explain this trick I want to show you. Heart of mine, I lift it up before you once and for all. I know that I have been blind. Okay, you kind of get the idea. Um, what I've got is just a, a nice tight acoustic guitar. It's a little more aggressive, a little more of a palm mute sound to it, and then just a, a, a very clean vocal line that sits right on top of that. Uh, well, how can we? Let me let me solo this guitar out. Let me let you hear just a portion of it again. Okay, so we've got this acoustic that is sitting right in the center of this mix. Now, if we listen to uh, our lead vocal here, the lead vocal is also in the same spot. Take this heart of mine. Okay, so we've got these right in the center of the mix. Now, the reality is, is when we're building a mix, I, I want the lead there, but the guitar, though it sounds good, I want to be able to get that out of the center of the mix. Okay, I want to get it not only out of the center of the mix, but I want this to be a nice, wide, fat sound, particularly because this is more of an acoustic track. How can I do this, uh, you know, and, and still get a nice, big, fat, wide sound, keep that guitar there that, that's nice and driven, but how can I get this acoustic out of the center of the mix? Well, 
let, let me show you the first thing I'm going to do now. And, and let me just back up and quickly say, there's probably 15 ways that you can do this. And so you may have another trick up your sleeve, man, go for it. Uh, there's a lot of different ways that we can do this. This is just one that I use often. And, uh, you know, I, I play around with uh, your own, uh, your own ideas and you can use this, what I'm about to show you as a springboard as well. But there, there's a lot of different ways to do this. And, and this is one way that you can use in order to, uh, to fatten up this acoustic guitar. So here's the first thing I'm going to do uh, in, in Sonar. I'm going to go to Process. Um, actually, I'm just going to, I can simply right-click on this track and clone this track. And in whatever DAW you're using recording software, um, just clone the, the, the track that you have that you're tr trying to work with. It could be a, uh, an acoustic guitar. It could be an electric guitar. It could be a, uh, you know, a keyboard, a synth. It could be just about anything that is, uh, that is driven that you want to fatten up and wide. This works in a lot of different applications, okay? So right now in front of me, I'm, I'm going to clone this acoustic track right here. Uh, Right-click on this bad boy and uh, select clone. And it uh, gives me options basically to apply all the same compression to the new track as well. And so now here's what I've got. I've got two identical tracks. And if we listen to them together, uh, they're going to be a little bit louder. And uh, they're still going to occupy right smack dab in the center of that mix. Let me let you hear just a little piece of this. Okay, so uh, right now the only thing we've accomplished is we've duplicated the track and now we've got some noise going on. It's louder, all right? Uh, really didn't add much to it. Um, so we need to continue and do a few other things. Now, uh, here's the simple part of this process. Very, very simple trick. I'm going to go up to the original track and uh, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to shift this guy over seven milliseconds to the left, okay? Now I've got a nudge option in Sonar. If you're using Sonar, you can go to Process, and then you can go to Nudge, and Left 1. Uh, it's by default, I think, set to 10 milliseconds, but we need to shift this over seven milliseconds, and so I've adjusted this. Whatever recording software you're using, um, just uh, get close enough to where you can zoom in and shift that very first track over to the left seven milliseconds, okay? And uh, I'm going to go ahead and zoom in so I can see a little more of what's going on on my track here. But So I've got this track. I'm going to go to Process, Nudge, Left, and I've shifted it over 7 milliseconds. Now, the second thing I'm going to do is go to the duplicated track, which is identical to the first, and I'm going to do the same thing but I'm going to shift it over to the right seven milliseconds, okay? So now my tracks are, are misaligned. They're about 14 milliseconds apart. Uh, if you count the distance there, divide the two. So the one seven milliseconds to the left, one seven milliseconds to the right, if you're looking at kind of the linear view here. So one's before, one's after. Let me let you hear what we've got now, and then uh, we'll continue on. Okay, so we kind of got this annoying phasing thing happening here. Um, and you can kind of hear the difference in the delays from the tracks because they're certainly not hitting at the same time. And they're occupying the center part of the frequency. The next portion of this trick that we need to apply is to utilize our pans. And um, from here, there are a lot of different places that you could go. Now, uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to take a simple route here. And I'm, I'm going to go up to my first track and I'm going to pan it 100% hard left. I'm then going to go to the second track, and I'm going to pan that 100% hard right. And uh, now I want you to hear the difference of these tracks. Now, remember, they were identical tracks. The only thing different about them is they're shifted about 14 milliseconds apart, seven on one track to the left, seven on the other to the right, okay? So now let's listen to them and, uh, and hear what we've got.
Okay, so now we have got this wide, fat acoustic guitar going on uh, that honestly is plenty good to sit on its own. If this was a, a solely acoustic track, which right now it is, um, let me let you hear it now with the lead vocal. And what you're going to now notice is these uh, acoustic guitars now, because we've got two tracks, they're supporting that lead vocal, which is occupying the center portion of the mix. So now we've got something in the center and the left and the hard right as well. And so uh, they're all supported of one another, particularly the outsides holding that lead up. Let's listen to it now with the lead vocal in there. Take this heart of mine I lift it up before you once and for all I know that I have Okay, now you notice we've definitely got some room now for that lead vocal. It allows that lead vocal to pop out. I'm going to do one more thing just for sake of uh, fun here. Uh, I'm going to take and I'm going to add a little bit of a stereo reverb on that lead vocal. And here's what I'm after with that reverb. Uh, I don't want it in the center of the mix. I want it to surround that lead vocal to give it a little more depth, not occupy. I want the dry sound to be right in the center. And then uh, I'm using a stereo reverb so that that delay, that decay, I'm sorry for the reverb, is on the outsides of the mix. Let me let you hear uh, the lead vocal just by itself, and I'll begin to apply that reverb uh, so that you can hear exactly what I'm talking about. Take this heart of mine. I lift it up before you once and for all. Okay, that's pretty good there. Now I've got just a little depth on that lead vocal. I've still got my my original tracks of the acoustic, hard left, hard right, 14 milliseconds apart. Uh, and let's listen to it now together with the, the reverb in there. Take this heart of mine. I lift it up before you once and for all. I know that I have been blind But the things that fill up, fill up my eyes Okay, definitely we've got a much wider, fatter mix happening. Now, the cool thing is uh, you can play around on these acoustics if whatever track you were doing, you don't have to pan these all the way hard left. Let me just let you listen to one more thing, and then you can play with this on your own. I'm going to back the panning up on both of these. Uh, on my on my setup here, I'm going to go roughly out to about 9 o'clock, 3 o'clock, or right around 50% out instead of 100% hard left, hard right. Let's go about 50%, and let's hear exactly what this sounds like. Take this heart of mine I lift it up Okay, 50% might be a little tight. We've got kind of that phasing thing happening, so uh, I'm, I want to back that up just a little bit. Let's try 75 and see exactly what, uh, if we can kind of back these out to where we're not having these that kind of phase-canceling issue uh, to where it still sounds good, nice and wide, but not as wide as 100%. Here we go. And this is 75% on the hard left, hard right. Take this heart of mine I lift it up before you once and for all there we go guys uh, you know, there's a lot of options that you can use this little trick for, but just simply duplicating a track, being able to then shift it uh, one track one way, seven milliseconds, the second duplicated track to the other way, seven milliseconds, and then adjusting your pans, you can take something that is essentially a mono sound and you can widen that out. You can fatten that out. Very simple trick to fatten your mix. And it works on a lot of different things. You can use it, like I said, on synth. You can use it on, uh, you know, all sorts of keyboard stuff. 
you can use it on you know many many different things that you want to get in that nice wide stereo field uh, well, there you go. Hopefully, this has been helpful to you guys. And if so, you know what? I really would love to hear your feedback. Um, you know, I'm going to ask that if this is something that you're you're downloading this podcast, you know what? I could sure use some of the uh, the iTunes love there in uh, the um, the response at the bottom of this podcast. You know, if you want to give me a review, that would be great. Hopefully, go easy on me. Uh, but if you know, hey, if you got some input of what you'd like to hear more of, I would love to use your input for future content. And if you haven't got on the news letter just yet. I want to encourage you and ask you to do that. Why not now? Head on over to homemusicstudio1.com and uh, you can do that slash newsletter or also on the upper right there of the site, you can see the newsletter sign up, put your email in there and that allows me to continue to get information into your hands, some exclusive content only available to those that are on that newsletter and uh, keeping you updated on the backstage access and the new products that are coming out. But just for a thanks for you being a uh, signing up on that newsletter, uh, I'll send you a link to a free ebook that I put together that I've got a lot of great feedback on. And that book is entitled Understanding Compression in the Home Music Studio. And uh, that's just something I get a lot of questions about. And I, I put that together uh, to really answer those and kind of it's a general introduction to using compression. And so I'll send that to you absolutely free. The newsletter is free. Uh, it won't cost, cost you a dime. So if you haven't done that yet, head on over to the blog and sign up for that. With that, thanks once again again for joining me. This is Dave Maxey with Home Music Studio One.